This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Evening all, your old mucker, Uncle Armitage here once again, leading you through the quagmire of what discerning music lovers, that's you that is, should be buying and listening to, with the Ramones and their cover of the 1960s theme music to the animated adventures of Spider-Man, played in tribute to Stan Lee, co-creator, along with Steve Ditko, of old Webheb himself, who sadly passed away on Monday at the age of 95.
Motorhead and Firestorm Hotel from the Bad Magic album that I will argue stands up just as well to the likes of Overkill, Bomber, Ace of Spades and Iron Fist. Uh, I think I'm going to start a new segmentation called Arms Week Late Anniversary Releases as last Friday it was to the day the 38th anniversary of the Ace of Spades LP. A fact like Machine Gun Etiquette a week before I completely failed to acknowledge. Fortunately I know that today, in 1973, John Lennon's Mind Games LP was released here in Dear Old Blighty. Yes, I know, you know for a change, uh, that it, the uh, US release was a few weeks earlier on the 29th of October. So technically, it still falls into the missed anniversary file. The album uh, was the first Lennon produced on his own. Phil Spector had been in charge of the previous three. Inextricably... A month before Lennon's death, it was reissued on the EMI budget label Music for Pleasure with slightly amended artwork. The title track was also released as a single 45 years ago today, the demo version of which I'm just about to play. Listen to it, it always makes me feel sad as, I don't know, Lennon just seems so 
really lost.
sticking with feeling sad. I know. The end of the week, you should be rejoicing at the thought of the weekend. Or you've just got back from Timmy and Deb Derrida's Rockway Beach, where DC Spectres, witch doctors and the primevals have just laid waste to the hope and anger. But no, I'm going to bring you down. Even though... Uh, I have the uh, Wes Orkinski damn DVD, Don't You Wish That We Were Dead. I recorded it off Sky Arts on Saturday. Now, once you get past all the buffoonery, for me, it still is, as you know, uncomfortable viewing. One of the sad moments is when Bryn Merrick turns to Paul Gray and says, of their cancer treatment, well, we got through it. Because Bryn succumbed to it in September 2015, a month shy of his 57th birthday, not long after the film had been released. And they said it was the death of Lemmy at the end of 2015 that was the start of the tsunami of rock and roll high-profile deaths. I beg to differ. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duty. So bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years...
That was The Damned and In Dolce Decorum. Uh, from their Anything album, probably my least played album by them after So Who's Paranoid. As I felt at the time, and still do, as do members of that particular lineup, that it was hurried and supported too many covers, alone again, or obviously. Gigolo is almost a note-for-note copy of Sid Barrett's Gigolo Aunt, and the album's title track borrowing heavily from Iggy Pop's Five Foot One. Right... On to this week's live shenanigans that entailed a day and a half off work, a flat tyre and meeting Exeter Ray at Waterloo train station. Of course, the payoff was seeing the MC50 that featured Wayne Kramer, Kim Thrill, Brendan Canty, Marcus Durant and Billy Gould celebrating the 15th anniversary release of Kick Out the Jams by the MC5, which was played in full along with selecting songs from back in the USA and High Time at the Shepherd's Bush Empire. Kicking things off, figuratively and literally, with a Michael Monroe band. It's been a while since I caught them live, and even longer uh, as a support act. Admittedly, if you're going to support anyone, a founding member of the MC5 is like winning the new audience lottery. Even with a 45-minute slot, the band exploded on stage to the Ballad of the Lower East Side and kept going like IEDs right up to the final notes of Dead Jail rock and roll reverberated around the former BBC TV theatre. Of course, when it comes to song selection, there's always going to be winners and losers. The surprise inclusion for me was Alice Cooper's Long Way to Go, which I don't think has been committed to vinyl. If you know differently, please let me know. Talking of vinyl, Michael Monroe will be releasing his new solo album, One Man Gang, in the spring. Uh, The follow-up to 2015's Blackout Stage, which is currently being mastered. The features guest appearances from ex-Hanoi Rocks guitarist Nasty Suicide and, and, on the title track, Captain Sensible. Ooh, ooh, ooh. If only, straight after the MC50 support song, all right, four days later, as in today, they'd hooked up with the damned over in France, returning on Monday for the UK leg of the tour.
an obvious choice of a cover to play. I think you'll agree from Michael Munro that cropped up on the Peace of Mind album, which also featured the damn second time around. Even at my vast age, I never got to see the MC5 live first time round. Uh, I was, however, lucky enough to see Wayne Kramer, Michael Douglas, Dennis Machine Gun Thompson celebrate the music of the five at the 100 Club back in 2003, aided in the bed by Nicky Roll, Lemmy, Dave Vanian and Ian Astonbury. Then for a few years, the DTK forward stroke MC5, as they were billed, would play with a revolving lineup. Uh, that sometimes uh, included Izzy Stradlin, Hampson Dick, Manitoba, Lisa Kay, uh, and even Dando. It wasn't Izzy Stradlin, was it? It was Gilby Clark. Easily confused. Uh, then it sort of all fizzled out uh, with the death of bassist Michael Davis in 2012. And I thought that was that. Obviously, a brother Wayne had other ideas with the announcement of the MC50 shows, celebrating 50 years since the release of their debut album that would take in the UK. Of course, tickets were purchased as soon as they went on sale, even before Michael Monroe had been added. Anticipation was high and was satisfied with Wayne moving across the stage like a Jerry Anderson supermarination puppet. Kim Thale seemed happy, along with Billy Gould, to pretty much stay fixed to the spot, leaving Marcus Durant to almost outdo Rob Tyner with the hair, the moves and the vocals. Once again, even though the band only released two studio albums, once Kick Out the Jams had been completed, there was going to be winners and losers on the songs played front with uh, Tonight, Shaking Street, Future Now, I Can Only Give You Everything, Call Me Animal, with Michael Monroe playing sax on Sister Anne, and Let Me Try bringing up the rear. The final song of the evening was this one.
Real Rock Radio. We heard it. Rock Radio UK. For our next tune, where I come from, or matter of fact, where you come from, it's called Born to Lose. Where I come from, it's called Born to Lose. You get it? Get it, you limeys? Straight after the MC5 and look at you, a song covered and, in my humble opinion, bettered by the dabs. You heard the Heartbreakers and Born to Loose recorded at the Speak Easy. I've suddenly realised that we're halfway through this week's show and I has, as yet, haven't played any, a, a single new song. Something that I'm going to remedy and rectify with a song so new 
it hasn't officially come out yet. The band in question is the UK subs, who on the 21st were all set to release the Screaming Senile EP, along with a launch gig at the Queen's Hall in Nuneaton, where the band would perform two unique sets. Uh, the first uh, was going to be, or uh, will be, an acoustic uh, comprising of two songs written and performed by each member of the band. As you know, Charlie, Alvin, Stephen and Jamie all have their solo projects going on. So that alone was going to be interesting. However, set two, after the band have had a will and drink, I mean rest, will comprise completely of UK sub-singles. I mean, I'm sure some of those haven't been played live for years, if at all. Now... I said before I started waffling on that the EP was all set to be released on the 21st. Turns out that the pressing plant is running about a week behind, so the EP won't be ready in time for the gig. Boo and indeed hiss. But good things come to he and indeed she who waits. Uh, not that you, dear listener, have to wait any longer as I'm just about to play the Stephen Strawman pen song, Hounds at the Door, from the aforementioned Screaming Senile, like right now. You may remember, uh, I was hoping to do a phone interview with Alvin with regards to his upcoming solo album and his just released seven-inch single. Unfortunately, due to one thing and another, I just couldn't get myself together. Hopefully, when the subs play the 100 Club on the 13th of January, I'll be able to do a one-two-one. 
Uh, it must be about 40-odd years ago, see, I told you I was old, that I saw on one of our only then three TV channels a programme about songs that, even if they were sung in another language, you could tell the mood uh, of them by the melody. Uh, I think Eric Clapton was one of the talking heads, wanker. Anyway, this rule seemed only to apply to uh, Western music because as soon as an Indian love song was played... Well, it sounded like a piano being kicked down a flight of stairs, and uh, not in a good way. Uh, a single on pink vinyl with a free badge came out today. That is sung totally in Swedish. That is a very sing-along, even though I've not got a Scooby. What is being said? The three-track seven-inch came courtesy of Urki Thurman, who first came to my attention uh, as the bass player in Mary Slynn. And then the main protagonist of Midlife Crisis. The EP is called Mit Get Live, or if you prefer, My Own Life. Um, the first song, or the first track, is uh, Nudge and Freer, a.k.a. Satisfied and Free. And uh, comes across like a late 70s new wave song, Alab the Ramones Meet the Dickies, sung in Swedish, obviously. Chips. From Sato and the boys provided the guitar solo before Erky goes all tempo Tudor on us. <laughs> some live spangles as the band hadn't any studio material for me to air. Seven days later, they've come through with a pledge-exclusive cover of Adam and the Ant's Lady, which was the B-side to Young Parisians. Pick on me 
A new band to me are Drunk Mums, who hail from Melbourne, who have just released a new album called Urban A Cowboy. What the band basically do is straight up Aussie rock, reminiscent of the Saints, with a slant of uh, no hold barred garage rock. If you're lucky enough to be currently down under, Drunk Mums Aussie tour starts today in Brisbane and then weaves its way with the Dirty Fences in tow to the Cherry Bar in Melbourne on the 2nd of December. The last song on said album is a beaut uh, over seven minutes long with a great bass sound and it's called Ripper. Shooting rips 
Thomas Silver's long-awaited 11 years in the making debut album, The Gospel According to Thomas, hit the real and virtual record shops today. What a nightmare of an album. I just don't know which track I should play you, as they're all so bloody good. Uh, some of it comes across as vintage hardcore superstar, the band he co-founded and left all those years ago, whilst others smash and grab the 69 Eyes gothic influence and even Hanoi Rocks. I've been playing it non-stop over the past week, and I still can't figure out what track I should play for your consideration. Seriously, I could play it all in the manner of a Henry Rollins Harmony in My Head radio show, and still, I'd want more. Uh, I don't know. Out of thin air, I'm picking uh, Mean Town.
hints of submission by the Sex Pistols. If Sulu had a pie shop, his fingers would be in all of them. From the Diamond Dogs to the Crunch, solo albums, pub, rock covers, books, I thought he'd covered it all. I was wrong. As they just released a double album of two different musical styles and tones. Brilliant Outsiders. It's a country album. I mean, full on country album. Not a dip your toe in, but a jump right in that sees the Bellamy Brothers, Chris Spedding and even Paul, wherever I lay my hat, young in his lost Pacaminos, guys, helping out. Then on Night Shift, he teams up with Sarah Lofgren and goes all piano and acoustic guitars. Having both souls on a double package is either a stroke of genius or someone who doesn't care what others think. Probably a bit of both. Sulu is playing a launch gig at the Dublin Castle on Wednesday for both albums. That's going to be interesting. Playing us out this week is When the Work is Done, featuring the aforementioned Paul Young and I Swear to God from Brilliant Outsiders and Night Shift, respectively. Until next week, take it easy. With solid gold When the work is done I'm gonna live till I'm 200 years old When the work is done Gonna buy myself that old beach house And laze around in the sun I'm gonna hit the town Turn it upside down When the work is done You see me fly like an eagle in the sky When the work is done a honky-tonk king when the work is done You'll find me in that private room With everyone that's anyone I will hit and stick your twist and lick When the work is done 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 The day I die when the work is done I will never leave with a card up a sleeve When the work is done I will make a million promises And break them just for fun Gonna take it all, gonna have a ball When the work is done I'm gonna hit the town, turn it upside down When the work is done When the work is done When the work is done
And if you qualify for heaven May the Lord be with you to the promised land I swear God. 